Welcome to Freedom from Attachment, Living Fulfilled, Happy, and in Love, with your host, author, entrepreneur, and behavioral relationship expert, Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why, it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hi there. Let's see if it works. It cut off in the middle and the whole app crashed. So yay, I've got to find another way to do this. And uh, so far, this is my third application in trying to not have the podcast cut off in the middle. Yeah. All right. So freedom from attachment, that's where we're at. We're not journey of attachment anymore. We're freedom from attachment. Yes, living fulfilled, happy, and in love because that's the goal. Who the hell wants to be stuck in attachment the rest of their life? I don't. And I feel like attachment kind of takes over everything in your life. You don't realize like you choose jobs or you choose to do certain things because of your attachment issues. It's not just your relationships. I wish that it really wasn't something that affected everything. And I was doing a lot of um, studying of different studies that have been done on insecure attachment issues. And it was really interesting because a lot of them are bullshit. You know, I was I, I, I had to look up uh, studies when I was doing my book and it was just really fascinating. Like I read one that was saying that people who have insecure attachment issues are not overachievers. And I'm like, who are you talking about? Everybody I know that has insecure attachment issues is an overachiever, including myself. Even if you're a stay at home parent, you may be an overachiever in some way. That is what we do because we are looking for validation and love. Give it to me, right? Okay. So anyways, that's the name change. And uh, hopefully I can get through this podcast without this crashing again. So here we are. And it is, I'm an angry buzzard when I don't get my way. Can I stop? Yes, you can stop. And I don't know where the hell I came up with angry buzzard. I do not know. That is an old one. All right. So customer service people, watch out. Automated computer answering systems, watch out. Oh my God. I used to be such an a-hole, such an a-hole. There was something about it that just triggered the shit out of me. Like talking to a computer. How dare I have to talk to a computer or whatever. (laughs) But all of this would basically get the brunt of my buried anger, right? Can you relate? Yeah. People who do not give you what you want. You have no refund policy. You owe me for the choice I made to buy your product or service. Even if there's nothing wrong with it, I've changed my mind. Oh, okay. The rest of the world is supposed to march to the beat of your drum, not where you 
are actually responsible for your choices, right? So you may not see yourself as an angry person. And maybe other people don't unless they catch you in moments where you're panicking or exploding. The things you try to keep hidden until you feel out of control. Where does this anger come from? Where, right? Who owes you? And why is this a deterrent to you being happy and feeling a sense of, I don't know, sanity, <laughs> right? Okay, so let's open this up into people feel anger is a power. If I get angry enough, you better watch out. All the tough girls and tough guys out there. Yeah, I used to act like I was one of them, except everybody's always like, I never thought of you that way. I always thought you were just really nice. But there's this idea, I'm so tough, I'm going to do this. There's a total difference about being tough and actually being confident. Not the same thing at all. Anger and confidence, nope. That's a false bravado, folks. So if I can get angry enough, then I know someone's going to try and resolve it and fix it for me, at least in my mind, and at least with people who are not close to me, because I wouldn't do this around people I'm close to, because a lot of times we hide all that anger and take it out on pure strangers. Yeah. Not saying that this is consistent. You may be angry to everybody you know, because most people, though, struggle with anger. Most women never want to be seen as angry, ever. Do not want to. And it's interesting to watch someone angrily defend themselves that they are not angry. That's my favorite, right? Somebody's super angry and then they think that nobody can tell or that we're wrong. <laughs> you know, oh, you're not angry as you're punching a hole in the wall or there's steam coming out of your ears. So we all have things go wrong. We all do. We can all feel misunderstood and we can feel angry. But the question becomes, who are you angry at? Who are you angry with? Where the hell does this anger come from? Do you see that you were the one who made a choice at some point that maybe you don't like the results from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're here. And you're like, how did I get here? Oh, I made all these different choices and they got me here. Yeah. Other, or, or, I'm sorry, often people find that they get super defensive and shut down when they don't want to face things. It's easier to be angry than to deal with your shit. I find anger can energize people to take action after all the term angry mob came from somewhere, right? What if you are in an attached relationship and the person you're attached to makes you angry, but you fear losing them? What do you do with your anger? Where do you put it? My favorite are the anger suppressors. Yes, all of you out there with your Pollyanna or Peter positive statements of affirmations and you're smiling and you're boiling under the surface, but you don't want to pay attention to that. Or maybe somebody's saying something to you and you're remaining calm, but you really want to rip their face off, right? Yeah, that anger is suppressed. And so when you do that, you fear loss or you fear change and the balance of power that it might bring if you lose control right? You lose control of your anger, meaning that, right? So it's so much so that you'll deny your feelings. And their perception of a false sense of control can have you totally stuck. And what you do when you're stuck is you suck it in and you suck it down. Or maybe you think you appear superior. Like I used to be one of those people when I'd get pissed off, I'd become more intellectual. And then I would just rip you apart intellectually without calling you names. Okay. Like I would just like turn off and all the anger would get sucked down and sucked in. And I would just say things that were very cold and, you know, um, true. 
probably in terms of an assessment of somebody and what they were doing. And I would say I applied this more when I worked in corporate and I was in management. So that was a lot of what I did, right? I wasn't going to yell at people, hello. But there's a perception of a false sense of control that's happening and a sense of superiority, like me, mad? Oh, I don't deal in those petty emotions. How could I be mad? I'm happy you wrecked my car and slept with my best friend. Don't you see me smiling? Great. Whatever the level of anger, there is a sense that it's caused by something outside of you. So me, I lived in quiet, seething anger much of my life. Anger was not an emotion I liked rearing its ugly head. I just didn't. The main issue for me was by sucking it in and down, I attracted people who would trigger me to be angry. And yet I kept it in. I didn't get it. I didn't get that. Okay, what, what, where's the anger coming from, Tracy? On the other hand, I could look at them as the angry ones. Why were all the men I was with for years so angry? Were they angry for me? Was that what it was? Like, oh, they're angry and I get a sense of satisfaction from that? Oh, no. I was highly critical of it, by the way. Yeah. I remember my one ex-boyfriend who had a huge anger issue. He's not physically angry uh, with me, but he would get in fights. He's a grown man getting in fights, okay? And this affected his work, by the way. It affected everything, but he would do things like just make a choice to try and teach someone a lesson. And I'd sit there and think, are you kidding me? You're trying to teach a person a lesson. So like he would take his truck because he had a truck and he would take his truck. And if he didn't like how someone's driving, he'd try to block them. And then he'd get out of his car and go over. And he, there was a fight he got in where he pulled somebody literally out of their car and beat the shit out of them. Okay. Yes. I had a very angry boyfriend at one point. So anyways, and I tried to deny it. This is the weird thing, right? I was super critical of it. And then if somebody said something to me about him being angry, be like, oh no, he's not angry. It's just, you know, he goes a little over the top sometimes. Yeah. I had a lot of excuses at this point in my life. All right. So besides him, I had others that weren't, let's say, so externally angry in terms of doing shit like that. But my anger was really, for me at that point, it was basically towards myself, how I was so stupid, so worthless, or what have you. Why could I never get it together and have the life I wanted? Why was I attached to another dumbass in my mind? I was just so pissed at so many things I did or said. It was always under the surface. The anger was like, right here. Okay. So when I worked in corporate, like I said, I'd never be outright angry. And I felt sorry for the people that actually worked under me because when they'd screw up, I would ask questions that pretty much, I think probably shamed them. You know, I wasn't shaming. I would put it on them to have to actually cop to stuff where they would feel a sense of shame. So I just intellectualized everything away. And, and that was pretty much it. So my relationship with myself, with anger, and my partners was always tenuous, and anger was under the surface always. I used to pride myself on no one wants to see me angry because they would be so sorry. I was so tough, right? Okay. Who knew I could be such a big-ass victim? Because really, that's what it makes you. Being angry makes you a victim, and being a victim of your own choices is the issue. Ooh, that feels shitty, doesn't it? But it's true. It's true. There's no other way to look at that. Because I look at things and I break them all down from here up at the surface and then I just drill down, right? And see it drills, if you can see me on video, you'd see I'm drilling down to a point. Like you could be um, looking at it as an upside down triangle. I'm d drilling down to that point of the triangle to get to 
what is the root? Because I always want to know what the root is of shit. Otherwise, you're just dealing at the surface and you're trying to fix something you can't really fix at that level. So why is this a problem? Well, like I said, being a victim to your own choices is the problem. You want someone else to blame, so you build up a case, you're ready for court, they are bad, they're not, you know, you're good, they did you wrong, you're innocent, you did nothing, and on top of it, you've offered your commentary, which is angry, but you think it's helpful. Angry people are hard to be around, anything can trigger them, and so if you want to get in a relationship that is healthy, check your anger. Check it, check it, check it. <laughs> Where do you not take responsibility for your choices? You make a choice, then you don't like it, and you're angry at whoever is involved? Yeah, a lot of us do that. Who's the nearest person I can blame? Let me find them. So the thing is, just like, where do you take, or I should say not take responsibility for your choices? You make a choice so you don't like it, right? So again, it's where do you not do that? Hmm, where do I not do that? Who was I yelling at? Who was I pointing all my anger at? Hmm, those are great places to look for where you don't take responsibility. We rarely have people enter into, like we experience this in my business. We try to be very clear to people. This is hard work. If you enter into this program, it's not that you will fail. All you have to do is show up. Some people sign up and don't show up, like we never see them again. And all I think is, holy shit, there's a lot of fear there. And that person isn't willing to deal with their stuff. But they might blame me or they might blame the program. They're going to blame whatever, okay? But it's never them. They don't take responsibility because they have a fear of getting uncomfortable, because they have a fear of change. And they don't realize it and they're not willing to work through it, right? So I'm, I'm not, seriously, there are people that are like, here's my money and then we never see them again. Like there are people that it's like, okay, alrighty then, right? And that's a choice. And they want to blame something that works, you know, and say, oh, it must be the program when they barely stepped into it. Or like I said, they've disappeared completely. And we're like, well, 98% of the people that are left here, or I should say 99, since we're talking about like one person, right? The 99% of the people it works for, the 99% of the people are getting something from it. The 99% of the people are not angry and in that position. And that to me is so interesting because it took me so many years to be able to see things that clearly in my own life where something could be working for a bunch of people, but it wouldn't work for me. I was always the anomaly, like, oh, it's not going to work for me because I'm special in some way. And this is a myriad of things that I had that attitude about, right? And the truth is, I did things that totally stood in my way of something working. Absolutely. But we don't see it. When you're angry, it is so hard to see through your own anger. So, you know, you might be the person that sits with your arms folded, totally resistant to what's being said or done, but you're in pure victim mode when you do that. You know, you might be in a conference call going, I can't stand listening to this person. This person's an idiot. What the hell are they going to say today? This could be going on in your head and you're not sharing it, but your body language gives that off. Instead of being curious, instead of why do I have so much resistance to what this person has to say? Why do I have so much resistance to what is going on? Right? So all of a sudden, it's a choice of I'm going to be angry. I'm angry. Okay. I'm angry that I'm here. I have a problem with that. Instead of investigating what is it you're afraid of, because, you know, fear causes all sorts of fun shit, right? It's like 
this example of resistance is so huge because anger is an outcropping of resistance, whatever you're resisting, whatever you're not liking, whatever you're not accepting, whatever choice you've made to be wherever you are. Yeah. So people want change and then get angry because it's uncomfortable and not like a fairy godmother comes along. It's that they have to show up and take responsibility for themselves. And that's really hard for people to do. And no one wants to admit to being that person. No one wants to admit that they have anger issues. Nobody. Okay. And not that I'm like, oh, you have anger issues. I want to work with you. Because really, if you have anger issues and you're not willing to get a grip on them, I don't want to work with you. <laughs> I'm like, I can't think of anybody in my company that would want to work with you. Who wants to work with an angry person or somebody who's angry under the surface and not willing, not willing to do anything about it? That's the part. So yeah, you're willing to do something about it. You can email Aaron at tracycrossley.com and we can help you. I want to do something about my anger. I totally take responsibility for it. Cool. We would love to talk to you. Anybody else who's angry and doesn't think they are, guess what? You need to do some work probably in therapy or something that is going to help you to deal with some of your anger issues. It's hard to admit we have anger issues. I think out of everything else, right, I can say, oh, I have insecure attachment, I'm anxious, or I'm an anxious avoidant. So many of us have so much shame around anger, okay? And that's a hard one. It is. Our society, like we like certain kinds of anger in movies, right? Finally, the hero or the heroine gets angry enough and they take over from the bad guy or the bad girl, right? Or the victim finally turns into their own hero. They finally fight back. They finally get angry. You know, to live a fulfilled life, you don't have to fight back. You have to just stand for yourself, which does not mean putting anybody else down either. And it doesn't mean being angry. Okay. So the wisdom nugget, own your anger and then own your choices. You will find your peaceful self. Okay. So I shared the problem. What's the solution? Well, you don't need to go apologize to everybody, but you need to take ownership of your words, your actions, your choices, your feelings, and your thoughts. If you don't take ownership and you blame anyone or anything, then you're missing the whole point of empowerment and you remain a victim. To own something means to take responsibility for it and say, I made this choice and that is why I'm here in this relationship or not in this relationship or whatever it happens to be that you're not happy about. You want to look though, and this is the kicker, okay? So a better, or I should say a bigger step, all right? besides ownership, is to dig deeper and go, what is my hidden anger? What's the anger that's underneath everything that I deny, that I pretend doesn't exist? Or I've gotten so used to acting like it doesn't exist, but it does, right? You know, the anger that gets triggered on the customer service line or in traffic or picking a line at the grocery store, anywhere that you have no control and you feel entitled. Uh-huh. Entitled. Look for your sense of entitlement. There's some hidden anger there. Why do I feel I have an expectation that things should go a different way, that they should go how I want them to or, or whatever, okay? But you want to look deeper with those kind of questions, get to the crux of it. Where do you feel you lost power at some point in your life? Maybe not in those exact situations, but those are the kind that trigger it where you don't have control, okay? So you didn't have control at some point 
and you're angry about it and you made choices that were probably counterproductive to you feeling better and feeling more empowered, okay? Like one way to feel empowered is to feel compassion. Yeah, compassion actually makes you courageous and stronger than anger, big time. It is so hard to be compassionate when, or be, I'm sorry, be compassionate when you're angry, especially compassionate with yourself. So you might think people get up in the morning and think of ways to torture you, and maybe you don't actively pay attention to that, but it's time to start digging into how you get triggered in situations that have nothing to do with your everyday personal zone. Like these things are, do you go in traffic every day? Some of us do, I guess. But, you know, do you go to the grocery store every day? I mean, like, do you get on a customer service call every day? No. So these are things that aren't like in your daily personal zones. Why do they trigger you? Do you feel someone else controls you? Then it's up to you to look at how you're letting that happen. How do I feel someone else is controlling me? Wait a minute. I don't want them controlling me. Damn it. We got to look at the choices you made to get there because you made some choices to get where you are. It's up to you to take your power back, which again does not mean telling anybody that they need to do anything. It means that you take your power back by again taking responsibility and saying to the world, I realize I'm pissed off because I'm not showing up here to something I committed to with my choice, my choice to be exactly where I am. It's your ownership to everything and everybody that's going to empower you because no one can take that from you at all. So look at how you continue to make choices. Are you making choices that you give away your power because you're hoping someone's going to act in a certain way? Like you're doing it manipulatively, basically. Yeah. And, you know, you expect them to give you something you want. Like when you're a people pleaser, you're a freaking angry person. You are. Look at all the ways you don't take care of yourself. Being generous is not people pleasing. Okay. Being generous is awesome. Being a people pleaser is manipulative. And that can make you angry if you don't get the reaction you want from other people. Then you got to dig deeper. Why am I doing this in the first place? Why do I feel this is the only way I'm going to get whatever it is you think you want? Okay. You want to look at that. Do you have to look at where, I'm sorry, you have to look at where you think someone else is responsible for your anger rather than yourself. If people don't cooperate, instead of trying to force them to, let's say, through being angry and a bully, look at what it is you're trying to actually get from them. Dig deep. Always dig deep, right? I always talk about getting into the feelings. Get in the feelings in your body. Don't ignore that. Don't just get in your head and think, think, think. Get into the feeling. If you have trouble seeing where it comes from and you feel a lack of control over yourself and your emotions, you can email Aaron at tracycrossley.com again. Not so you have something else or a program to blame for your anger and you're being stuck where you are, but so that you can actually make strides to get out of the space that you're in. So what did I do? Well, folks, this has been one of the harder areas for me because I had a lot of hit and anger. And sometimes I still find that I can get triggered in traffic or something stupid. And then I realize there's some anger beneath my conscious thought. And for the most part, I, I let thing goes, things go all the time that don't matter, like Anything I don't have any control of, I pretty much drop it immediately. Like, got no control. See you later. Bye-bye. Um, most of the time. And it doesn't mean I'm a doormat. I make a choice based on other choices. Like, okay, is this really something I want to put up with or go through? How about taking care of myself? So my choice will always be to take care of myself. The more I've done that, the less I have those moments of anger that seem like, where did that come from? That hidden anger. Okay. Okay. 
And so I have had to work very hard at that. And sometimes I can be a stickler for things because I'll go along with whatever program. Like as an example, what I mean by that is we've had a hole in our living room ceiling because of a leak we had a year ago and we finally are getting it fixed. And so we go through talking to different um, people and I mean, it's just been interesting because some people don't show back up or give you an estimate. They just disappear, um, you know, and then it came down to we had interviewed like four or five people who were willing to do it. And then this one guy, um, my husband was like, I really, you know, felt a connection with him and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, OK. And then this dude's words and actions weren't matching. And then that right there gets my radar up, 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 radar, radar saying words and actions not matching. And I started getting kind of uptight about it because I'm like, oh, shit, I don't like to hire people or work with them if their words and actions don't match. Seriously, this like carries over into my personal life because every time then I start to get excuses from the person, you know, that kind of a thing. And so that's where I go to. And that's something I've had to work on because I'm married to somebody. And when you're married to somebody, it's not necessarily compromise, but you don't want to be the only person making a decision. You want to make sure that your spouse or your mate is also making choices, right? And so those are the times where it's like, I have to go, okay, I made a choice and it's okay. And it is okay. And I let it go. But I'm always curious about if I get angry, what's there? So you've got to be curious because I don't want to be controlled by anger and I don't want to be controlled by thoughts of anger. You know, like a lot of times we'll get in angry stories, right? Oh, this and that. And we think about, you know, how we want it to be the way we want it to be. And that doesn't really help you. If anything, it hinders you. Instead, it's to let it go, which is one of the hardest things to do. And you can't just wake up and let it go. You have to do the work. And then when you let go of things, it happens naturally. So like when I'm talking about I let things go, it's not like I go, okay, I'm going to let that go. It's just easy for me to shift focus and go, well, that'll work itself out and let it go that way. And I feel it. I don't think it. All right. Okay. So wisdom nugget again, own your anger and then own your choices. You'll find your peaceful self. Universal right. Universal right, you have the right to be angry and tell everybody you're not and no one believes you, <laughs> but maybe you. Anytime you've been accused, you might want to look in the mirror. Anytime you lose sight of the current moment and you're out there in anger to bring yourself back and take control of yourself, that's emotional intelligence and you do have the right to that. Oh yeah, becoming more emotionally intelligent through admitting you have anger and dealing with your hidden anger and taking control of your emotional state and owning your choices. Own your shit. Okay. Yes. So to wrap this up, anger is an emotion most of us are afraid of, and we don't want to admit that, but the more you can admit to it and take control or own it, I should say, and use it to benefit you because you're curious about what's going on inside of you, then you can make strides in learning about your anger and dealing with it and where you might not be taking uh, responsibility for your choices, where you might be trying to repeat shit from your childhood. A lot of us do. We had an angry parent or two, right? So you don't need to get something from someone else through this. When you give yourself away like that, you don't want to have the expectation that you're going to get your way because a lot of times we can get angry to try and force people to give us our way. And you don't really need to do that. In fact, you don't need to do that at all. You can ask yourself, why do I need to get my way here? 
you know, have that curiosity with yourself. The more curiosity you have with yourself, the happier you will be. I promise. Okay. Related podcasts. There's two. Number 254, Controlling Others So You're Not Angry With Yourself. Or 281, Journey of Attachment, Moving From Angry Victim To Your Own Hero. Yes. All right. Take care, you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating so it can be heard by more people. And to find out more about her programs, workshops, coaching, and her new book entitled Overcoming Insecure Attachment, visit tracycrossley.com.